The views, informations, or opinions expressed during the filming of this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent any church affiliation of host Raynaud Kent. I want to welcome you to the Not Safe for Church podcast, where we serve the saints and the ain'ts. I am your host, Raynaud Kent, and I have an awesome show planned for you today. Oh my gosh, I have some of my closest friends on this episode. I'm so excited. But before I get into the episode, let me do this ad. And guess what? If you have not sponsored or did an ad on this podcast, this is where I need you. This is the tithes and the offerings moment, okay? I need you to bring your money to the storehouse of the Not Safe for Church podcast because I want to keep on doing this podcast. But let me do this ad. Bell Solar and Electrical System, they are a woman-owned and operated, been in business for 15 years, best of Las Vegas for the last two years in a row in solar and electrical categories, A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, founding partners with Henderson Silver Knights. The CEO was awarded Forbes 30 Under 30. The CRO was on episode eight. Make sure you check it out. They are all about giving back. They have given back over $100,000 to nonprofits. Check out Bell Solar and Electrical Systems today and make sure you tell them I sent you because guess what? I'm going to get that commission. I want to say these are my confessions, but I don't even know how that goes with that. But yes, check them out today. But you know, we start off every episode with an altar call. And guess what? We're going to do that with this episode, too. And author cards will be called our brothers and sisters who may be in need of prayer. Today, we have a special author call. I have one of my good friends, Osaze Stigler, here today. He is also known to the art world as Osaze Akio. He is an accomplished artist whose works takes a contemporary view on black autonomy of self, space, and divinity. I want you all to welcome my guy, Osaze Akio. Osaze, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. How are you? I am good. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Not Safe for Church podcast. I feel like every time I see you normally, it's like when I'm in Atlanta and we're just having a good time. Right. Literally. I'm so honored to be here. I appreciate the invite. Oh, my God. Osaze, I don't even know where to start. Let me tell you how I met Osaze. I met Osaze at Sean's 23rd birthday party. We were in Athens. And I had drove down there. Me and Sean had not been friends for a long time. Well, for a year. Because I was dating this girl who didn't like my me being friends with Sean. And so I just stopped talking to people. Let, right here, let me, let me tell you this. If people are telling you not to be friends with somebody, you don't need to date them because that's just controlling. But that's a whole other story. So literally, I'm at Sean's birthday party. And I see Osaze. He seems super cool. But I don't think Osaze wanted to be my friend back then. I wasn't cool back then. I feel like he was like, who is this kid coming out of nowhere? And then, I don't know. <laughs> I was so mad, though. That party, that night, we was all in that house, and it was so freaking cold. Sean had the heat on. I don't know if he couldn't afford the heat bill, but it was cold that night when we went to sleep. <laughs> I remember being downstairs like, dang, this man need to turn on some heat. But okay, I'm just happy you are here. Osaze is, a, is an accomplished artist. And um, so you are a UGA graduate. You currently work in architect, and you are an urban planner. Um, how did you get into art? And uh, did you know that you always uh, wanted to do this and like how did you know what to depict how did you get there yeah so i would say my mom always says that she knew i was an artist from the moment i could pick up a pencil i've always tried to express myself creatively through putting ideas on paper yeah um and yeah that's always been like a constant for me throughout my life Um, yeah it's not something that i necessarily chose to do it's just something that kind of found me um and in terms of how i chose what to depict that definitely just like has developed over time and it still is developing 
because I'm constantly inspired by new things and I feel like I'm constantly being shown new things and learning new things that are shaping my perspectives on different issues and different um, people in different situations that are um, definitely um, kind of controlling and navigating like the way that I show these things that I create yeah. in these images. So Osaze, yeah. I know like your art, um, you try to use it to help people see themselves in a new way, in a new light. And how have you been able to do that? How do you help people see themselves in a new light uh, with your art? Like when you offer uh, this thing that is so precious to your heart, that's so valuable to you, how do you uh, help people see themselves in a new way? Yeah, I feel that throughout art history, um, seeing black figures specifically depicted yeah. in paintings is as rare. Yeah. And usually when you have seen it, it's usually seeing people in a position of subservience. Yeah. So for me, being an artist, I just knew that like going through like any museum as a kid, my parents were really good about taking me to art museums and whatnot as a child. I never saw anybody that looked like me and I never saw anybody that was reflecting yeah. like who I wanted to be or how I wanted to live or anything like that. So because of that, it always forced me to look outward and yeah. think that in order to be me, I had to be something that was not who I was. Um, yeah. And especially like from a spiritual perspective. So a lot of my paintings um, deal with like reimagining biblical stories with black subjects yeah. or biblical themes with black subjects. And that's true. That just came out of combating the trauma of always seeing spiritual figures depicted as my opposites. Yeah. Uh, and the mental acrobatics that that takes you through as a person growing up your entire life and only being able to equate what's viewed as being exalted and what's viewed as being beautiful and what's viewed as being holy as something that is not you yeah that that's good really have over time um and i think that it's really shaped so many of the things that we do culturally you know like even politically you know yeah. like slavery was justified through religion often from a political Woo! perspective talk about it though so it's segregated yeah, and so was segregation, and so was segregation in schools. And it was viewed to be sinful for white people and black people to be able to congregate in the same space. Obviously, we know that's not gospel. Obviously, we know that's not God. However, that has truly been reinforced by the images that we've been fed about what is God and what does God's, what does God look like and yeah. what is that interaction with supposed to be. And blackness has always been taken out of it for so, so long at least post-colonially um, and through slavery. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of how that journey kind of found me. Um, and it, it, like, it summed up. <laughs> Man, oh, my Lord, you know your stuff. You know, some people be paying us stuff. They don't even know what they're doing. But, I mean, you got the facts. You got the – I'm like, oh, my Lord, I need to take some notes in history class today. All I know is I don't know that much. I just know that God is good. Ha! Ah, thank you, Jesus. Ooh, yes, I just, yes. All right. Oh, so I think, how has your art helped you get in touch with God? Like, has there been like any moment, like a God moment where you're like, man, like, I know God is using me and using my art in this moment. Yeah, I feel like so. Summer 2020, June 2020, when we experienced the murder of George Floyd, yeah. I did a piece called um, fallen soldiers and I depicted him in the painting as well as a few other victims of um, police brutality who have been murdered at the hand of police brutality and I think and I sold some prints of that painting and donated the funds to various um, organizations that were combating police brutality but like just the impact that that had it went viral on Twitter a little bit and just seeing like people responding to what it means to see black people, black bodies like presented in such a like regal and like heavenly yeah. way. It really 
humanizing. Um, and I feel like it's so easy for the humanness of black bodies and black minds and black creativity to be taken out of the equation. So I would feel like that's one piece in particular where I really felt like God was really driving my hand in that. Um, and honestly, if I, this is not at all to my own horn, but I feel like God is driving all of my pieces and I yeah. feel like God is present in all of the images that I create if I'm constantly referencing the reason and why yeah, I'm, that's good. And why I'm doing and yeah, I'm always asking God, you know, is this make sense? Like, is this what should be like, how is this going to be received? Like, is it going to be received in a way that you will want it to be received? Am I saying the right things? Yeah. And sometimes like, it's not always a clear answer, but I know that the talent that God's put in me and the ideas that he's put in me, he's put in me for a reason. Yeah. So me being able to interpret through my own creative lens, I constantly feel him moving through that for sure. And yet you're not even tuning your own horn because like you're acknowledging where the gift came from. To me, I think that's the most humility. Like you're saying like, man, this is God giving like, no, you're doing it. Like this is a gift. This is a talent. And like you're offering, offering it to the world. Like you're giving your gift that is vulnerable and precious to you to the world. And man, that's amazing. Yeah. How can people find your Thank work? You. If they want to get your work, yeah, how can so they find it? Yeah, so my website is osazeakil.com, O-S-A-Z-E-A-K-I-L.com. Um, it's the same thing on Twitter, um, and Instagram is osaze underscore akil. Um, but yeah, I always post updates on there. I have like the original paintings that I have available often on my website or on my Instagram. So yeah, people can always check out via those platforms. And guys, I encourage you to check him out. I mean, Osaze is just an amazing person. And uh, his work is just even more amazing. So please check him out. Osaze, now I have a question for you. Okay, I want to yes, appoint please. you to be a co-host tonight. Is that all right? Let's do it. Let's do okay, it. okay. Well, bring the beat back in. Bring the beat back in. I want to welcome you to the Not Safe for Church podcast. And I got some other co-hosts today. I got Luna Daniel back here in the seat. And I got my college roommate here, Joshua Tobert, all the way from Alabama. I know somebody else from Alabama that I don't really like. I said I'm not going to talk about that person no more on this podcast. God, I need to shut up. Well, guess what? We're going to get to our topic of the day. Ooh, those Alabama. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh. It's a spirit in Alabama. I'm telling you. Let me quit playing because some of y'all, they think I'm going to hell anyway. Let me quit. All right. Our topic today. I don't know about you, but so much has changed since March 2020. I want you to think back at the beginning of the pandemic who you were, where you were, and maybe even what you would have imagined a pandemic looking like. Here we are two years later. Today, me and my wonderful co-host will dis discuss life after the pandemic. All right. So I want to ask you guys, just getting into it. Do you guys remember the beginning of the pandemic? Where were you? And when did you, when did it hit you that the pandemic was like really serious? Oh. Uh I, w I would say, like, I mean, things were kind of different down south, um, especially in Alabama, kind of dealing with the pandemic. Um, a lot of people didn't really take it as serious as it was in the rest of the... That's why you trying to sound so doggone serious. Around the rest of the country and everything. In the south. south. Um, but, I mean, even like even like myself, I mean, I was I was pretty ignorant to it, to be honest with you. I wasn't wearing masks. Mm -hmm. um, I, I saw still, you on your Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I was still going out, doing my thing, and... At I the mean, brunches? I, yeah, at the brunches, still getting my mimosas in, Ooh. still getting my shots and everything. Oh, so, my God! What? I hope so, it was a yeah, COVID shots. Yeah, yeah, I mean, COVID shots, right? Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't no COVID shots. Oh, at the time. not that Casamigos. So, yeah, it was it was straight Casamigos at the time. And oh we my god, it wasn't six feet or anything like that. And um, it, I mean, it didn't really get serious for me until 
I couldn't see my family as much yeah. as I wanted to. And um, especially like my grandparents and everything. Yeah. And it took like, it, it brought a lot of things in perspective for me to where like, damn, maybe I do need to take these things a little bit more serious yeah. to where like, it's not about me in this moment. It's about protecting the ones that I love because I hate to see them be affected by this because of my ignorance towards everything. Yeah. Mm. Luna, when did you know it was serious? I knew it was serious. I was in school. I was in college. And everything immediately went online. That's when I was like, whoa, what the heck? And it was exciting, right? Because I didn't have to wake up for class. Period. I didn't have to find parking. Like, everything was great. But um, I missed two years of my college experience. This happened at the end of my sophomore year. I didn't get to see what junior year was like. I didn't get to see my senior year. So that kind of sucked. But But you were living at home. So, honey, you wasn't really experiencing it. Yeah, but you would have at least got to meet new people. Yes. I didn't make as many college friends as people top, like typically You didn't make. get your ring before spring? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, girl, at Christian schools, they do like, <laughs> they try to get a ring before spring. Everybody got to get married because they oh, want to like have sex. Oh, like engaged. Oh, yes. Oh. You know how Christians are. I do, I do. Yeah. Yes. I'm a Christian too, but I'm not a Christian that's going to get married just to have sex. <laughs> yeah. Period. I'm good. I'm gonna get married because God ordained it. I'm supposed Amen. to be with this person. My my purpose partner, my person that's gonna take me to the next level. When we partner Amen. together, Amen. it's all the way up. Oh. Nothing can stop. See, I don't see. They don't want me to preach about. Let's yeah. see. I used to be a pastor. All right. I'm sorry. You're still a pastor yeah, you, in my heart. You're still a pastor in my eyes. Oh, oh who's I, church? You pastor to me every day. I try to be. I try to you're be. You're great. But yeah, so college kind of sucked. Um, I didn't meet a lot. You know, I'm kind of a social person once in a while. So I like to meet people. <laughs> yes. And I didn't get to do that. So that's when I knew it was real. When my professors were yelling at me through a camera instead of in person. Yeah. Well, Saze, when did you know it was real? Honestly, it felt immediately real to me because the week that everything shut down was my birthday trip to Puerto Rico. Uh, and everything and got you had another birthday trip and I was not invited. And I want to be invited to the next one. I got you to the next one. Okay, next praise one. God. I'm like, do the co-hosts get the same privilege, or we just have to like watch it through Instagram? I mean, Luna, you could come. I don't know, if Josh, oh. you gonna come too? I don't. Know, we can all go. <laughs> I'm inviting people to his birthday so trip. I'm sorry. Wait, what'd you say, yeah. Asase? We were like cutting you off. <laughs> oh no, you're good. You're good. No, yeah, it felt immediately real from that moment, and I would say like, and I'm in corporate, so like right after that, like we were back at home. Uh, it was weird working from my dining table. Um, yeah, they just felt immediately real. I feel like it just all hit me like really, really hard at one moment, and I just went home like to my parents' house and literally stayed there for like a couple months because I was like, I cannot do this. Um, so yeah, I feel like the immediate impact of it was like right there for me. Yeah, I don't know. COVID, it didn't really get real to me till I got. Well, I knew it was real, mm -hmm. and I was just happy because you know I had worked when I was working at a church. And, you know, I was um, still getting a check, and I was just happy that finally I'd have to go to church every week, get up every Sunday. Like, you know, I love getting up and worshiping the Lord, but, I mean, it was great. I was like, man, this is, I get why people don't go on Sunday mornings, and they watch from home. I mean, literally, you can watch in your pajamas, get your praise on, give God praise, yeah. and go on with your day. And I, I was like, okay, this is why people don't come, because I would so you like reaped all the benefits from the pandemic because you and Josh were in the same ministry where it was like I don't care about a mask who, who's sanitizing their hands y'all did not care I on the other hand I'm sure both of you can attest to this I was psychotic up until like two weeks ago yes still are and then in 2021 <laughs> yeah. my stupid self I had a birthday party in January mm, and, I told oh my you, God. I, didn't I tell you though you yes. FaceTimed me Reynold FaceTimed me before his birthday and he said I'm I'm so excited. We're gonna have so much fun. I hope it continues it on after the party. It was a pajama birthday. It was a pajama party. I said, Reynolds, 
I'm a You're gonna, I, I low-key spoke it over your life. It, see, and that's, we need to talk about that right here. We can pause. The power of your words. I literally words. said, you're going to get COVID. And, and you spoke it over my life. I'm so, so sorry. What are you going to speak over this podcast right now? We receive it. I you're going to hit hands. a million followers Hallelujah. this year. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't scream in the mic, though. Okay, I forget. Kwan said I'd be too loud in the mic. I'd be too loud in the mic. I get, I get carried away like those Pentecostals. You see, I'm anointed. I be speaking things. Oh, girl, now she be anointed with your. Let me shut up. Um, If you had the power to go back in time and not experience the (laughs) pandemic, would you want to know about life with the pandemic or would you want to know about life without the pandemic? Why or why not? Also, I'll let you start this one. Yeah, I would definitely still want to know what life with the pandemic was like. I learned so much about myself. in that time being alone. And it's like so interesting, like when you're caught up, you know, like in day to day and always out and, you know, like brunching and going out with friends and blah, blah, blah. It's so easy to be distracted from yourself. Period. When you have but time to only be with you and to focus on you, God can show you a lot of things about yourself. Some that you will really like and a lot of things that you will not. Mm. And I feel like being shown so many of the things that I did not like really allowed me to grow um to the like i started therapy in the pandemic for the first time and so it's been a little over two years now that i've been with my therapist and i feel like that literally like was transformative for me yeah and i wouldn't have those things revealed about myself that i knew were core issues that i really wanted to work on had i not had that time to reflect um so i would still want to know uh obviously would not want anybody to get sick or anybody to get hurt but just that time of solitude and isolation really allowed me the time to really be honest with myself about a lot of things mm-hmm. yeah that was good yeah also even picking back on that like literally in the pandemic i started going back to counseling and i think for me i have i had to come to some realizations about life uh, about what i wanted about like when you're at when you're not busy every day Cause you know, like I literally was busy. I was singing every Sunday. I was flying here, doing this, flying here, doing that. Like I was always on the go. And when everything stops and you got to really see yourself, like a lot of times I think people hide behind their busyness. Like, Oh, I'm booked. Mm -hmm. Like we think that's cute, but no, no, no. You get unbooked and you sit at home and you meet that real Raynaud. You're like, Oh, like I I thought I had overcome. Like I thought I had made it, but I had not, y'all. It got dark, but I'm happy to be here today. I'm so happy for the pandemic. I probably would, if the pandemic wouldn't have happened, I probably would still be a pastor today. I mean, at a church, but I'm still a pastor because I tell everybody about Jesus that I know. But not the white Jesus, the black Jesus. I talk about (laughs) Jesus, the real Jesus. Not the Jesus that is a Republican or Democrat. Not the Jesus that's going to tell you to turn around three times and give money to me and make me rich and get a Mercedes. I'm talking about the Jesus that saves, loves, delivers, heals, makes a way out of no way. The Jesus that when Mm. I'm going through, I can call. See, y'all, I feel the spirit tonight. All right, let me quit. That was a word. I'm, See, and that's why I say you pass her to me every day. Come on. Whether Luna. it's five seconds, it's a 30-minute phone call, two-hour phone call. What was that song, I Just Need Five Minutes? Or you remember that song back in the day? Like oh. five minutes, I just need five minutes or four minutes. Oh, God, I can't I'm remember. Sure. Is this I that R&B song? Yes, the R&B song. Yeah, like, it's yeah, like a breakup song. I just need yeah, four minutes like, to video. It was like four minutes. Like, bro was trying to race to get to his girl's crib or something like that. I know what she was like, I'm about. done. You don't even get four minutes. All right, Luna, <laughs> pandemic. Would you choose oh, to go through like, it or not go through it? <laughs> um, Honestly, okay, so let me get, let me ask a clarifying question. Yes. So are we asking right now if right I had now, a choice? If you had a choice. 
would I want to know what I where I would be if the pandemic did not happen? Yes. Oh, I would love to know that. Like, because I would still have the knowledge of, like, what did happen, right? Oh, God. It's always... <laughs> see, women are so freaking hard. <laughs> Listen, I would love to know where I would be at without the pandemic. Okay, which one are you going to choose? I, I would want to know where I would be at without the pandemic. All right. Because you got, I feel like, like I said, you and Josh, I can't speak for Asaze, but you two lived a life similar to what you would if the pandemic didn't happen. No, girl, I, I was at church. I would have been at church every Sunday. And you were up until recently. No, I was in the pandemic. I was at home on Sundays. We recorded on Saturday or Thursday. Okay. But I'm saying social life and like outside of work. Oh, yes. I still went out and did my stuff. I didn't. I literally was in quarantine. Yeah. I was I, I was paranoid. Our friendship it, was pending. <laughs> <laughs> it was a negative balance. I, I can't believe we made it through that. That's. You know, that, that, that proves I were strong. But yeah, so I would love to know where I'd be at if I was still my same like outgoing self without being scared about people getting me sick, whatever, whatever, which it worked, right? Yes. I got sick right after I started going out again. So it yeah. proves that if you quarantine, it works. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I would love to know where I'd be at Yeah. if um, the pandemic was not a thing. Josh, I feel like your life was interesting and different before. Well, what, let me Ooh. just read your, you say your answer. I'm not going to tell your business. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> you wouldn't tell mine. I'm excited. Um, I hope not. Honestly, like, with me being outside of the pandemic, I grew so much from it yeah. that um, I don't want to know what it would have been like without it, yeah. to be honest. Um, as crazy as it was, a lot of great things came from it, and one of them being my relationship with God. Like, it got yeah. a lot stronger, and, like, my faith has grown so much since last, since over the past two years, really. And even kind of speaking on that, I mean, you introduced me to my girl now. And <laughs> right. I mean, so and that was due to the pandemic. So I don't want to know what it'd be like without it, okay. to be honest with you. We got to meet this girl. I want to meet her. I'm kidding. I introduced you to her. I know who she is. <laughs> but that's my business. And that's what we're going to keep it in my business. Locking it up. Because that's my business. <laughs> Wait, you had another girl before the pandemic? Yeah, I had another girl. Oh, not you just hopping out of relationship to relationship. See, don't, don't pay me <laughs> You know, men. Easter is over. We don't need no buddies. <laughs> nah, I mean, it, it wasn't I'm nothing kidding. like that. But, um, you know, it, it. I learned a lot from that relationship that I kind of brought over into the new one. And, oh, no, um, not you brought the old into the new, but I get what you're yeah, saying. Like, you know, it, was like just, the bad. it was just lessons yes. and everything. So wait, and, I don't um, get what you're saying. Okay, I'll explain it. So, oh, period. So, like, <laughs> it, it was some things that I had done in the past. Like, I was I was very selfish in my uh, previous relationship. Um, I wasn't really one to really give uh, my partner at the time what she needed from yeah. me. And uh, kind of looking back on it, I was like, you know, damn, I'm... Like, I was an asshole, to be honest with you. Yes, we do cuss on this podcast. And, um, <laughs> you know, com coming into, coming into this one, I knew that I wanted things to be different. <laughs> um, I knew I wanted my girl to know that uh, how I felt about her and that, yeah. and that her worth to me was more than anything that she can ever really imagine. And, um, you know, I tell her that, like, every day, really. Even when she didn't feel like it. Like, she a, she a hard ass and everything, but... Uh, even when she don't feel like I'm still gonna tell her. So <laughs> I don't know why we think that's so serious. I promise you. That, that's so good, bro. Yeah. And again, you know, in it's the just, pandemic I learned I'm about sorry. my my relationship. It's just hard to make. <laughs> oh God. Oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's just hard Hold to 
Hallelujah. 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 I'm sorry, Josh. It's just hard to imagine you being like that. Look. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad, though, to be honest with you. I'm really glad. I'm really glad. Oh, Jesus. I'm dying. Oh, Jesus. All right, what's the next? All right, all right, all right. Where's the camera oh. on me? Damn. Oh, all right. Oh, I need oh, a Jesus. tissue. I need a tissue. We're all crying. Oh, it was so beautiful. I want somebody to love me like that. Oh, God, I started out with the pandemic with the stupid number six. And I'm still going through about number six. Woo! Number six, leave me alone. I rebuke you. Come, I'm actually crying. Quit watching my pocket. No, I need your numbers. Bro, y'all really got tears up here. Because it was just so beautiful. I have <laughs> All right, we got to move on because they don't like to hear laughter. All right. Oh, now we got the tissue ministry. Oh, my gosh. It says, what was your biggest... Joy and your biggest sorrow from the pandemic. I'll start so I can oh everybody can gosh. catch their breath. <laughs> my biggest joy from the pandemic, uh, I think I feel like I'm finally now walking into the season of my life. Uh, I would say it's I am living a life that is most true and beautiful. And uh a lot of times people ask me, like, Renaud, like, you're singing again, you're doing a podcast. Like, yeah, I'm doing everything that I always wanted to do. And uh, I didn't think uh, 10 weeks ago when I decided to walk away from uh, my job that it would be like this. And uh, I think the pandemic taught me that you got to be real. You got to keep it real and you got to be who you are. And uh, I'm not saying you're going to cast uh, uh, your, por- your your pearls among swine. I don't mean you, you give everything to everybody. But I believe that I want to live a life that is most true and most beautiful. And I think that since I have started that journey, my life has been so much better. People ask me, they said, Renata, you going to come back and sing at this place? I say, I got to be invited. You know what I'm saying? I will sing if I'm invited. But um, I don't know why I said that. That was just me being shady. Pray for me. I'm human. <laughs> I am so human. I don't. Need, I didn't need to say all that, but I did say it, and I'm not editing it out. Um, I think the biggest <laughs> sorrow would be, oh, God, there were so many sorrows. I think the biggest sorrow is that I thought, you know, in the pandemic, uh, I battle with uh, like suicidal thoughts. And to me, the biggest sorrow is that sometimes we think that not living is easier than living through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you don't ever get in a bad situation, but if you are breathing, if you're listening to this podcast, that means God has more for you. And my biggest sorrow is me believing that there was no more for me. Like, there's always more. And at the end of the day, God has provided the opportunities. God is providing the doors. It's God. It was never man. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in man. What can a man do when you know God? (laughs) He owns a cattle on a hill. (laughs) You better ask somebody. All right. Biggest sorrow and biggest joy from the pandemic. Um, I'm kind of boring because I think both of mine are kind of like career focused mm-hmm. because my lowest low was that I lost my job during the pandemic, not related to the, to the pandemic, surprisingly, but it was just time for my company to liquidate at the time. Yeah. And I was, I'm someone who bases a lot of my self-worth on my success yep. and my success, 80% of it, I consider to be career wise. Unfortunately, I'm trying to fix that. So when that happened, I was like at a loss. I had two, maybe, was it a month or two that I was just really confused. I vented to you every day yes, about girl. how stressed I was. And we believe God for a job. And, and he-, he got me the best one I could have had. 
and I'm working for a great company with great people and it's beautiful. So the job itself is not like that magnificent, but I think coming out of that like stress and anxiety yes. to like where I'm at, that's what makes it feel like such a big jump. Yeah. Even though if I really like look back and I think about the greatest joys, it's probably not the job. Yeah. But it's just the fact that the contrast is so great. I have to bring those two things up. So yeah, that'd be it for me. Osaze? Yeah, I would say the biggest joy is, I'm hesitating because mine was very similar to Luna's, um, but my biggest joy was definitely the success that I found with my art, Yeah, especially in the beginning. So a little bit of backstory. So starting off, well, in starting off 2020, I had just come from an amazing trip. Um, I went on like a little West African tour and I did um, Ghana, Niger- I'm sorry, I went to Ghana, Benin and Togo. And I was just feeling so inspired and so great. And so January, February, and March, I was making some amazing art. Um, And then pandemic hit in March. And I was really just at a place where I really wanted to see the fruits of that from a financial perspective. um, Because I just felt like I was at the point where I really wanted to be being able to live off of my talents. Um, And lo and behold, in June, um, on Juneteenth, I got posted on Beyonce's website, and mm. so oh, many like poured in, and I like that was probably like the most prosperous like financially like time that I've ever experienced before, um, and I got an opportunity to do a great solo show like following that, and so I, I had a show in New York in September, and then like even like the following March, so about a year ago, I had another show, and I felt like those were like the greatest joys. And unfortunately, I felt like the greatest sorrows ended up being the same things. Um, and this goes to what you were saying, Renal, like in terms of equating like joy, like happiness to like what man can provide you. I th- and even like Aluna was saying in terms of, like, I feel like we're all saying similar things, which is really interesting here. But just like equating your success to your worth in so many ways through like people, like hum- human situations, right? And I felt like I took God out of my work more than I ever intended to and I really got blinded by the things that I thought I wanted the most um, so it's like even though I was happy for the recognition and happy for the pro- prosperity and for the success like me indulging in that so much was definitely ending up uh, being more detrimental than I ever could have wanted it to be because the reasons why I wanted to do any of those things in general was never because of any of those superficial reasons right it was because of they were the things that God already put in me and I yeah. lost sight of that um, at a point. And I feel like when you're, it's easy to do that when you are in a pandemic, right? And you don't have all these other distractions and you are looking for something to hold on to and for something to invest in. Once you got, once I got a taste of that, I was like, okay, this is it. And when things didn't start to like continue going in the way that I thought, it really hit me hard. So I think that was my greatest sorrow in the midst of all the, Wow. Come on. That was good. I'm still, let me tell you, I can't help but laugh. I'm still on Josh. I just, he, he has brought me to tears still. I'm trying to pull through. But I get Yosaze. But guess what? I think that, you know, sometimes our setback, Luna, I'm trying to preach and you're not helping me. You want to be my first lady. Our setbacks is our comeback. Amen. Girl, I sound like Michael Todd up in here. Hallelujah. Don't make me spit on... Let me quit. Oh, my gosh. I'm going too far. Oh, my gosh. No, you didn't. And I'm not editing it out. No, you didn't. I'm sorry, guys. I love... Let me tell you something. I love Transformation Church. That man of God can preach. He's anointed. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm such a fan. I'm be I was being funny, but I'm such a fan. Okay, but I'm not affiliated with churches or anything. Well, I I serve in my church, but can I just make a comment? Yes. That was wild. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. That, my friends look, worked there. We I didn't. Can't. We didn't say what was wild. We didn't say who was wild. I just said that Where was my wild. Sunglasses? And I'm, if you know, you know. That's all I get. That was wild. Look, I don't get a check from a church. Couldn't I can be. say this. I, Couldn't be me. No, that was uh, na- no, not just wild. That was nasty. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to talk about that. You're not talking about it, baby. That was me. <sighs> you know they equate this show to me. That's how I lost my... I'm kidding. <laughs> Let me shut up! <laughs> God, thank you, Lord. I didn't lose nothing. I left. Amen. But all right, come on. Uh, I'd probably say my biggest joy is finally understanding what my purpose is. Come on. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> this show is too much. I can't hang out with them no more. They cannot come to Vegas. <laughs> oh, but it was really just understanding that I've been placed here to help people. So, like, it was... I think one of the one of the coolest things for me is that I started a, co- a scholarship fund um, at my okay. grandmother's church um, that she had went to while she was alive. What church was that? Uh, it was White Street. Oh, I've been to White yeah. Street. Yeah, yeah. So, I sang um, there one time. So, and, and the cool part about it is, uh, my brother had actually benefited from it. That's so good. And um, do you pay your tithes? I do. Come yeah. on. And um, so, Period. so seeing seeing something like that get built into something as great as it is to be able to help other people, um, it really it really did something to me. And then just being able to just be able to help people get promoted even through a pandemic in my current <laughs> company, um, it, was, it was something that was very touching to me as well. So uh, my biggest sorrow is, I would probably say, is just realizing that... Um, it took me so long to understand who God was, who God truly is, to be honest with you. Um, he kept me throughout the whole pandemic. Even Talk when about I was, it, Josh. Even I'm when joking, I was being, but I'm for uh, real about that. Yeah, even when I was being ignorant and not doing everything I was supposed to do, he still kept me. And uh, to even be here, it really it really is a blessing. Yeah. So uh, I just hate it took me this long to really understand how great God is. Yeah. Mm. That's that is word. good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do a show with Luna no more. <laughs> Y'all, they, I'm not going to tell you. Let me shut up. <laughs> but hey, I really am grateful for you, Josh. I think one thing I like about the pandemic is Josh has been in Vegas a whole lot more. And <clears throat> I've oh, enjoyed it. Yeah, Josh has been yeah, in Vegas a lot. What a, a coincidence. Lot, a lot in the pandemic. That's and how I'm you really know grateful. he really, you guys are good friends. That's mm. how you know he really respects you. You're important in his life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Amen. That was, Amen. That's good. Amen. Right. But that was really beautiful, Josh. I didn't know you did that with the scholarship thing. Yeah. Praise God. A lot of people don't. Come on. And that's why you. I he love, said I work in My silence. church gave me $1,000, $1,174. That's how I stayed in school my freshman year. Literally. I prayed. I should tell the story because I think this could help somebody. There is so much power in prayer. I literally got on my knees one day and I started praying. I said, God, I need you to make a way out of no way. Mm-hmm. And I prayed. And I literally was believing God. Literally, the same day at noon, I prayed. I was like, God, I need to make a way out of no way because I want to be in school. And I knew that I really wanted it. And literally that night, my pastor said, we will cover your tuition. I didn't ask or nothing. And my balance was $1,124. Tabernacle praise. And that's what I tell people. They said, Renal, are you? did you join a new church? I didn't join no new church. 
I remember one church in McDonough, mm. Georgia. I live in Las Vegas, but I'm a member of Tabernacle Praise in McDonough, Georgia. Under really TJ and Shanae McBride. Amen. Because those people, when when my family was going through, those people prayed for me. When the, when I needed money for college, those people paid. Like So I don't do that. New, new church, new who? No, I don't do that. Mm-mm. Faithful member since I was a young lad. <laughs> All right, y'all. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I have laughed. I am not ready for Oprah, y'all. I am not. I thought I was ready, but God has humbled me today because I could not keep my composure. Luna, it's all your fault. I did nothing. All right, we are wrapping up this episode, but we cannot close without the last segment. 1 800 Ask a Saint. The question is Hey, Saints and Aints. I don't know who the Aints are. Maybe Luna. Recently, 420 passed, and my friend offered me some weed, some marijuana. Um, I am a Christian, and I did not know what to do. So I didn't smoke it. Is smoking weed a sin? Wait, so what did he do with it? I think he just probably held on to the to the blunt or whatever they gave him the edible. I don't know whatever kind of weed it was. Probably still on top of the nightstand looking at him. Yeah. What do y'all think? I mean, mm. everybody drink, right? Who everybody drinks? Don't Quan doesn't. Our producer does not. Quan, our Quan producer. Does. This is Quan's studio. I'm so grateful for Quan. I'm only able to do a podcast because of Quan. Because if of you have a podcast cross. idea, now don't be coming here if you ain't gonna pay your fee. Because I pay mine on time. But if you have a podcast and you want to do one, you should hit up Quan. <laughs> it will look great like this, um, and it'll be great. But um, and you, if you're in Las Vegas. But, um, yes, is weed a sin? Should he smoke it? What should he do? I, I, I want to give you all the floor before I answer. Maybe I I was going to say, maybe I'm not the pers- best person to say this, but maybe I am. Because I don't smoke. Yeah. So I can have, like, that, you know non-biased look i'm kind of biased i'm not against it i just don't want it for me mm-hmm. but what i can say is that i don't see anybody as being less than because they do it as, yeah. as long as they can control it because you can be addicted to anything yeah. you can be addicted to something as healthy as working out right oh are you trying to call me out i'm not trying if i if you were addicted to working out we'd know but some people are, you can be unhealthily addicted to anything as long as you know your so limits. should he smoke the weed or not I just feel like whenever I'm in a situation where I have to question something this much and do this much research to do something that's supposed to be recreational and fun, I would not do it. That's good. If it was easy for you and you were just automatically like, yeah, this will be easy one time fun with my friends, I would say go for it. But if you're thinking about it this much, I would say don't. Yeah. There's a scripture that I think about when I think about weed. It's not even a matter of if it's right or wrong or if you should do it or not. Um, there's a scripture that says everything is lawful, um, but everything is not expedient. So you can do whatever you want to do, but is it the best thing for you? And I think um, that's just always my thing. I, my question is always, is this wise for me to do? And I think this person asking if we is, I'm not going to tell you if it's right or wrong. I'm, it's legal in Vegas. So I'm not going to say, like the Bible say, obey the law of land. So yeah, you can smoke it. And hey, maybe it's not a sin in Vegas. I don't, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but is it wise for you? That's good. Is it, are you using weed to run away from something? Are you mm. using why, weed to take you away from the realities of this world? You're pastoring again. Uh, Ooh, Pastor Kent. Oh, oh, that was, was so good. Come on. You seem like a first Are lady. Are you using weed to take you away from something? Yes. That's a that's a good question mm. to ask. Hmm. What do you have to say, Joshua Tolbert? Um, well, I mean, I, I believe in conviction. Yes. So, mm. Ooh. You know, if you, if you <laughs> like got a conviction word, if you got to think about it this much, then obviously it's weighing on your heart for yep. a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody battles with something each and every day, whether it's weed, alcohol, sex, whatever it is. Mm. So if you if you're really battling with it this much, then 
you may need to just kind of take a step back from it and see what God is trying to tell you in that moment. Because it may be, it may be something bigger than just the weed itself. Is this Bishop? That was a Talbert? word. That was a word. I said, is it Bishop T.D. Jakes up in here? <laughs> no, no, no. Respect his name. Bishop Talbert. Amen. But I mean, we like Jakes too. Yeah, Bishop, I love Bishop Jakes. He's, he's my good friend. Then somebody told me if you start speaking things that'll happen. Bishop Jakes is my good friend. I love Bishop Jakes. He wouldn't be a friend to me. He's too old to be my friend. But he would be like a, a father, a mentor. A mentor is good, not a father. Not a father, because I have a daddy. His name yes. is Harold T. Bamawali Ken. And he's a good He's a good, good father. <laughs> it's who you are. Harold, it's who you are. My dad watches every week on the video, and he watches on his big screen TV because my dad supports me. See, supporting, I cannot wait for next week's episode. Oh my gosh, I got, it's going to come. Um, let me shut up. All right, Asaze. Should they smoke the weed or not, Asaze? The Asaze yeah, shaking his head like, yeah, they should smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a delay because we're not in the same place. Conviction, right? I feel like God, I feel like the way we navigate through the world through a spiritual lens is going to be so personal and like how luna was saying like there are some people who um can get addicted to working out right and i think that working out to an extent or anything on that level can be simple if it's attracting you from your spiritual journey in any way and there are so many things that we would view as being harmless that will still do that um and then i do think that there are things could be weird but not necessarily that a lot of people would view to be harmful, that may not detract you from your spiritual journey in yeah. any way, but that's a personal decision. So it's not as easy as a yes or a no, or it's a right or a wrong, in my opinion, because I feel like in this in this situation, like I do feel like this person probably should not smoke weed because of the way it's weighing on them. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. Um, have that much contemplation happening personally, then you probably already have answered your own question, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and kind of looking for somebody else to give you a different answer. But I say listen to the things that God is telling you because um, there are so many things that so many people will be okay with. Even things that most Christians or most spiritual people will think is okay that will feel wrong to you. Yeah. And if God is telling you that those things are wrong also, then listen to that because it's going to be a spiritual, very personal journey and what is right and what is wrong and what you feel like is best for your life oh my god i got that some anointed good. people yeah. on this show i mean they has given whoa hallelujah <laughs> oh my gosh Osase is so well spoken i think so it well comes spoken. with every artist yes right? i mean just oh, wow. So well spoken so i mean i'm over here like i think um if you're thinking about it then maybe not and he's like no you're killing it stop <laughs> he, i mean he literally ain't got the water in the mason jar the mason jar is what's doing it. It's the, uh, the, it's the hipster in you. Because we all got, let me shut up. All right, all right. Before You know, it's time for the benediction, but I can't let, let you leave without a word of the day. And my word of the day is this. They tried to bury you, but they didn't realize you were a seed. I'm reminded of a story when Jesus spits in the dirt and he heals the man with the blind eyes. Jesus literally has to spit into the dirt and he has to get a little messy so the blind man can see again. And they tried to bury you, but guess what? You were a seed. And sometimes with every seed to grow, you need a little dirt. And I don't know about you. I've been in some situations, lived a little bit that I got a little dirt. I ain't always been perfect. I've got a little dirty, got a little messy. But guess what? The dirt and the seed and the water, I think maybe the saliva, you know what I'm saying? Yep. When it gets all together, it will grow. And what I came to tell you is they tried to bury you, but you ought to tell them you are a seed. And every seed has to grow, but it got to be in the right season. It may not be when you want it to happen, but you will grow. So remember, no matter what, when they're trying to bury you, no, 
I'm a seed and I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to be stronger because of this. I'm going to be wiser because of this. And yeah, my God, today I feel the Holy Ghost. If you are a business owner or would like to sponsor the Not Safe for Church podcast, please email the Not Safe for Church podcast at gmail.com. I would like to thank my sponsors, my co-hosts, Josh, Luna, Osaze, and remind everybody to like, comment, and subscribe. Send this episode to five people right now. I want to thank Mama Campbell for sponsoring this episode. That's SJ's mom. I want to thank Claiborne Luke for this awesome music and don't forget to like comment and subscribe and follow us on instagram at nsfc podcast until the next time jesus is for everybody what what hey what